Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, we are inside the power hour here. Inside of hour number two, inside the locker room. And Wolf, uh, I don't know. Did you get the email yesterday from Labs? Uh, Which Uh, one? The one from the from his uh, from his asked and answered. Oh, I I saw it. And I I can't remember. Uh, well, you know what? What's that? No worry, because I'm going to read it for you. Because I thought this was oh, pretty wonderful. awesome. And, okay. And, and it's a shout out to all of us that that work here on Steelers Nation Radio. I did read um, that. Go ahead, you read it. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, as we know, every week, every Tuesday, Bob Labriola does the asked and answers on Steelers.com, where he brings. Fan perspectives from around the world. I mean, because Steeler Nation is, it's more than a nation. I mean, it really should be just Steeler Global. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yes. I mean, we stretch across the globe. And uh, and so Bob passed this along, and I really appreciate him doing this. Um, Wes, I don't think you got tagged on this uh, email. Son but of this a- is, Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. Your name's mentioned in there, though. But uh, he's from Wolfsburg, German, Germany. The Germans. The Germans. Um, deuce and deuce and deuce. <laughs> and it's from Christ, Christian Mormon. Um, it says, Dear Bob, this submission isn't meant to the public. This goes out to you, Craig Wolfley, Max Starks, Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, Missy, and everyone else working to entertain us, me, to, <laughs> to feed us information, insights, points of, points of views, interpretations of what happened last Sunday slash game day, putting things into perspective, explaining things, etc. As you sometimes try to remind Steeler Nation that the things that have already passed are gone already are the ones ones miss most and appreciates most. I would like to give this back to you and the guys mentioned above. Thank you for your great work, demeanor, heart, and love you all are giving us week in, week out. I hereby have to admit I am among those who are struggling so many times watching games of our Steelers and afterwards thinking, boy, this was ugly. But listening to all these podcasts during the next week, as I said above, each and every one of you guys always put things into perspective. Many, many times after listening to all of you, I sense a complete different feeling. The game sometimes seems... I might need I might need my cheaters soon. Very bad slash ugly. I need to switch this Times New Roman 12 to maybe 14 or 16 now. Um, <laughs> very bad to ugly to hey, it wasn't that bad. There were some good things happening on the field. I missed watching. Thanks to all of you. Personally, I already feel sadness come the day any of you will retire from this great work you are doing. I already miss you all. In other words, I am already aware of what treasure you all are. 
I honestly don't know if I'm ever going to be lucky enough to be able to witness one game at the Berg. If I had to choose one possibility to meet and greet one of you, which one to choose? Thanks again. I really love you know, listening to all, all of you each and every week. Watching Steelers games wouldn't be the same without you all. I would be very appreciative of receiving any kind short answer just to know the greetings were meant by, 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 by heart reached you guys, you and the guys. Thanks again, and please keep up with this great services provided to us all. Christian from SNG Steelers Nation, Germany. How Thanks, awesome Christian. is that? We Thanks, did Christian. you one better, Christian. We just read the whole thing on air, what? and it is now in podcast eternity because of that. We appreciate you, Christian. And if we ever get out to Wolfsburg or near Wolfsburg or Munich or Frankfurt or oh, yeah. wherever else the NFL is going to take us, I mean, because, listen, the NFL uh, is, is stretching globally, you know, one year at a time. We're really appreciative of those words, and we, we don't take those words lightly. So we truly appreciate you know, your, your listenership, uh, your attitude about this. And hopefully we can continue to bring you many, many more happy Steeler memories to come. But I thought that was awesome. I, I had, I had to start the power out with that. That was, know, that was pretty special. That is. And I have to say to Christians, you know, you humble us. That's very humbling yeah. because one of the greatest things that I've ever found in my, uh, you know, broadcast career, whatever you want to call it is, when you connect with the fans, that's the most important thing because you want to always take them where they can't go. You want to introduce to them the things that, uh, you know, we hold very dear, Max, as players, you know, that look inside the locker room, uh, on the sidelines, out in the huddle, things like that that you can bring. And it's um, most gratifying. Thank you for the encouragement. And, again, it is humbling, and we appreciate you very much, Christian. No, we, we, we do, and thank you, Christian, and, you know, we're going to go out every week and still try and give you the best product we can. There you go. And exactly. Nobody puts lipstick on a pig better than, I don't know, nobody. Because it's not necessarily a pig. I mean, we, we, we have had some rough games, but you know what? Last week was awesome as far as production, time of possession, everything. And it's only going to build from here because it's December football. Yep. It is on the precipice. We are at the last day of November. We are two sleeps away from being at a December football game, right? Wow. I mean, th oh, three sleeps. Three sleeps. Okay, three sleeps. Three sleeps. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to push us ahead. Well, three Friday. sleeps and two naps for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and a yawn. And yeah. a yawn. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right, three sleeps and two yawns. There you go. Yeah, three sleeps and two yawns away from, uh, from, from an exciting game. And, you know, kind of to dig into this, man, you know, uh, I have to I have to go into the historicals, and I appreciate Matt Williamson for all of his tireless efforts to provide us some great notations. But did you know that this did you series, know? I like how that starts. Did off. you know? Did you know? <laughs> <laughs> the Steelers have been playing against the Cardinals, and I I I, I put emphasis on Cardinals, right? Yes. Since they became a franchise, this oh, 1933. Yeah. That was the first game. It was the then Chicago Cardinals. Yes. Which had Chicago dogs, I'm sure, back then. Oh, of course. Um, and played against the Pittsburgh Pirates. How about that? Arg. And Arg. That's right. Bucky Bucko, whatever, whatever. Buckos. <laughs> um, the other Buckos, apparently. Um, but yeah. And they won that very first contest 14 to 13. Mm. How mm. could how, how, and think about 
how they've changed their name, of course, to the Steelers. And, of course, Chicago has changed their cities. Right. <laughs> we only changed our name once. We stayed in place. Right. But they went from Chicago to St. Louis. And then, of course, Phoenix is now. And now they're, of course, the Arizona Cardinals now. So they've right. gone through a couple of different iteration and uh, city city changes. But still the Cardinals nonetheless. Um, so, I mean, th- this th- this meeting has some historical significance. Um, and it, it is it is a cool game uh, to get them out here. Now, the Cardinals aren't that great, but I think when you look at it from the historical perspective, the fact that these franchises are still standing yeah. after all these years. Because you think about what was it? What we were going through those uh, the, the old school NFL names, like the New York Titans. Yes. <laughs> the New yes. York Sentinels and all this stuff. Don't forget and, the Steagles. The Steagles. Oh, the, the that was uh, World War II era. Yes. Philadelphia and Pittsburgh combined because of the war and uh, were able to field a team uh, combined. I mean, the Steagles was, uh, was, was pretty cool. I would love to do like a joint, if we ever got to play Philly and Pittsburgh and do like Steagles uniforms, like a home and away. Oh, and, that'd and be man, cool. That, 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 would be, that would be a really cool concept. Um, maybe, when, maybe when both of our franchises get to 100 years, because obviously we're only at 90 <laughs> years. Um, Maybe in ten years, maybe maybe Wolf will get to see that happen during our lifetime. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? Notice it was yeah. the Steagles and not the Eagles, Eagleers or something like that. You know, yeah, it's, the e- the Eagleers would the be Eagleers. weird. <laughs> the Eagleers. <laughs> you know how ugly that would be. Steagles was bad enough, but Eagleers yeah. or Eagleers. <laughs> Eagleers. Yeah. Eagler. The Eaglers. Eagler. <laughs> it just sounds like a. Sounds sounds like the Hamburglar, you know, that right. was stealing Eagler. eggs out of a out of nests. Right? Yeah, exactly. Gosh, so. Look at the Eagler. <laughs> oh, oh man, my God. we're we, off the we are we're way off. I know. Um, but uh, but okay, just just little kind of fast stats, Wolf, just to kind of look over. All right. Uh, so this year's iteration of the Arizona Cardinals that we will be seeing on Sunday, uh, things that we don't want to happen that are currently happening to them. Uh, we don't want them to get their first, their first road victory this, this weekend. Good because point. the Cardinals are 0-6 this season on the road. Ooh. And they've lost those six games by a combined total of 80 points. Ooh. I 80. like that. I like that. You know. I mean, I'm just saying, yeah. you know, I, as you're sitting here at 2-10, and 10, you've got issues with Kyler Murray being out, coming back, now taking over. I don't even know. I haven't hardly seen enough film to to kind of get a feeling for where they're at. But they're having issues. But their defense is playing somewhat decent. You know, I mean, you're talking about uh, well until until you watch that Rams game. Okay, but at least they've got what yeah. 32 sacks. I mean, yes, you know, they got 12 takeaways, which they're they're a minus one or something like that on the plus minus, where the Steelers are a plus 11. So there, to me is where you really start falling off the rails. That plus minus turnover differential. That's just huge, Max. Oh man, it, it it is it is something that I look at and I'm like, you know, this is something when we're talking about what, you know, cuz people are like, "Oh my god, how are the Steelers 7 and 4?" Uh that's that's one of the chief reasons. We don't turn the ball over. Right. right. You know, because I think what compounds the inju- what, what compounds the, the record and the injuries when you're thinking about that is if you can't, if you're turning the ball over and you're not scoring points, like now you're 
the Jets. Now you're the Panthers. Now you're insert any team that's that's playing really bad. I mean, even though I know the Bears just won on Monday Night Football and that game was god-awful to watch. Oh, that was bad. Yeah, that's another team, right? I mean, there's still a bad team um, out there. So, you know, when you look at that, but they're also turning the ball over. Multiple turnovers. New England, multiple turnovers, right? And that's where the Steelers kind of separate themselves is we're going to be disciplined enough not to give the ball away in those moments. And I think that's what really stands out as a stark contrast. For Kyler Murray, he's he's still rusty. I mean, he's three games in back. He's missed a year of football, essentially, um, with the ACL recovery. And, you know, he's looking looking like that. He's looking like he has ring rust. um, Because in that Rams game last week, you know, fast start. Looked good, right? You know, Rams got the ball first, drove it down Matt Stafford and company, hung a touchdown. Then Kyler Murray comes back, boom. They get down, and Kyler Murray rushes in for a touchdown. They go for the two-point conversion. They take a one-point lead in that game. So they did lead at some point in that game. And then after that, the afterburners went on for, <laughs> for, for, the, for the Rams. And you saw the, the Cardinals struggling. You know, Kyler Murray can be sacked, was sacked multiple times in right. that first half. Um, you know, miss, miss throws to Hollywood Brown, kind of underthrew a pass. The other one, he threw into it. He threw it. He threw into, I mean, I would say the tightest of coverages and it could have, it could have ended in a bad result. And you saw those different things, the run game, you know, even though they have James Conner, they don't have a guy behind James Conner. So you kind of right. know when Conner's in there and they force fed him the ball, like the first three plays of the game, like yep. you're like, Hey, we got James Conner, use him. So he cut, I mean, and that's one of the things that James has a really good gift about is catching the ball in the backfield. So, you know, for the Steelers defense, you have to look for those short passes. You know, between James Conner and Trey McBride, those are really the two volume guys on this squad. And then you have Hollywood Brown, who can obviously blow the top off of coverages and give you a splash play. But they're not a good, consistent offense because it's still an adjustment for Kyler Murray. You know, yes, he was there in meetings, but it's a different thing to run it in live action versus kind of reading it on a book and kind of walking through it in practice. So, that's going to be one of the big challenges is Kyler Murray has to come into a hostile environment with a defense that's licking his chops. And frankly, it's going to be a tough day for those tackles. They're going to have a tough time dealing with him. We have a rookie on one side, you know, just like Broderick Jones, right? Paris Johnson Jr. will be the right tackle drafted in front of him. Is that the Ohio Ohio State kid? The Ohio State, yep. Ohio State left tackle. And then DJ Humphreys. I love Hump, Florida Gator. That's a huge man. I thought it was Max Starks. There we go. There we go. Okay. Yeah. And you know, and, and you know, and I live out here in Arizona, so you know, I train with these guys. Kelvin Beachum will be coming back for homecoming Beach, uh, yes. as well. So you got Beach and Connor, and it's funny. We have three former Cardinals on this squad. Yeah. That will be that will yeah. be coming. That will also be seeing their former team: Marcus Golden, Patrick Peterson, and uh, oh god, blanked. I just blanked. Give me the third name. Oh. Give me the third name. Third name. Uh, but 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 who was it? Mason Cole. Mason oh. Cole. Jesus. Center. That's right. Yeah, yeah Mason I forgot. Cole. Mason. Yeah. There we I go. I just talked about him yesterday with Ronnie. We did. We both talked about him. You brought <laughs> we him both up both talked yesterday. about him, and we forgot. Yeah, yeah I brought him up, and I forgot. him up. <laughs> I just goes I've to even, show you. I've Not only you do I need too. cheaters, but now I also need to start taking my memory pills. Okay, there we go. <laughs> check and funny. check. I'm getting, I'm getting closer to the face of my future <laughs> by the day, Wolf. <laughs> And you know who that is? Yes. Yeah. yeah, it's me. Bingo, bango, bongo, right there. 
<laughs> oh, that was but, good. That was too uh, sweet. That was just too that, that, sweet. That was, that was just perfectly timed. I uh, mean, we couldn't have we could have done that on purpose if we tried. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But but yeah, but I mean, I think that's kind of you know. Th- so there's a lot of you know a lot of emotions that will be right. in this game uh, for for both for both sides. But that that's what you got to start at. I mean, it's containing Kyler Murray, not letting him get out on the edges because that four three is still is still very valid. Yeah, uh, the yeah. Duke can run, so you're gonna have to corral him. You're gonna have to keep him in the pocket because he can't see over the pocket. I, he, let's just be completely honest here. Warren. Right. I mean, he how he tall is, is he? He's what five ten. On yeah, skates, I don't know about five ten. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say yeah, five eight, five nine. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe on cleats on concrete, right? <laughs> yeah, cleats on cleats on concrete, and, and and of course using the grass spikes, those inch and three quarters. <laughs> yeah. You know, not not the standard or inch and a half, right, right. inch and a half, uh, not the three quarter length. But uh, but yeah, it, it's going to be a challenge. But I think you know, as we look at this, their identity, they're trying to be a pro style offense, get away from the Cliff Kingsbury spread. Um, you know, Big 12 type of offense that he tried to bring to the league and tried to amalgamate it a little bit. But it, it's going to be a pro-style offense. And Kyler Murray's still getting used to being under center, you know, with some of the footwork right. things. Um, and, you know, trying to run, run first, throw the play action, throw the swings, try and get those short dink and dunks and trying to take what's available to them and then try and set up their big their big shots to Hollywood Brown. So, it's going to be a good game plan that Steelers have to put in place. And if you get Minka, that makes life a lot easier, especially when you talk about some of those deeper route concepts right? Uh, between Hollywood Brown and Rondell Moore um, that they like to run. And then, of course, throw in Trey McBride, which they're not afraid to throw in the middle of the field. So don't act like Cincinnati, Steeler defense. <laughs> Do not forget about that. Trey McBride will be a guy that has to be emphasized. He's really come alive, I'd say, in the last four weeks. You've seen him kind of have his coming out. You know, it's year two for him. And, you know, with the turmoil and transition, um, you know, kind of got lost in the sauce because Zach Ertz was their main tight end. Right. And Zach is still on IR. So Trey has become that guy. He's become a really good security blanket for Kyler Murray. And he goes to the well often there. So I think that's an opportunity. You're talking about middle of the field. Michael Walker. Hello. You know, tips turn to picks. Right. Uh, from a week ago. I would Wouldn't love that to be see nice? that. That would be nice. And Trenton Thompson. It's okay. You you can actually. It's legal to intercept a guy. You know, guys in back to back weeks. It's okay. You don't have to like say, ah, oh, I got handcuffs on me. No, no, you're allowed to roam free. So please feel free to pick off some balls as well. Demonte KZ, um, who's tied for the lead on the team with Levi Wallace. It's okay. It's okay, Demonte. You can go crazy. Go crazy, KZ on him. Uh, but yeah, that's going to be kind of how I'm looking at it uh, for this. But. Wolf, we got to step aside because I realized we had oh, Jerry Dulac. You know what? I j- we just came to the same conclusion. Get jokes, no! man. We're like on the same are, mental trip. We are starting like- to mind meld way oh, more than, than I want to admit now. Gentlemen, he asked me, uh, Jerry did, if he could have five extra minutes to finish up a TV interview. So that's why oh, I wasn't rushing okay, you like I normally all right. do. I should have uh-huh. That's why Listen, I didn't the, get the, 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 puppet, the, little, the, little, the puppeteer little, is, is on the controls, <laughs> all right? Yeah, the I did get that little boop boop from my phone. Yeah. Uh, you get so that little mix. You gotta go. But you know, Max, before we go, one of one of the yeah. things that's uh, amazing to me is, you know, despite the difficulties, James Conner's still rushing for an, an average of five point one per carry. That's that's significant. That's a healthy average right there. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, five twenty one. That's some of the stats I pulled down. But you know, for James, one of the things that I love about this guy. This guy is such a quality human being. When he came up, you know, when whatever he went through with the cancer 
you know, he has taken that as a just a part where he affects so many other people. I remember watching him go out onto the stadium and, you know, I'll be on the sidelines there before, you know, pregame, the pre-pregame stuff, you know, and he would be out there and people would have signs that said, James, I can defeat cancer because you did, you know, or, you know, thank you for showing me how. And he would go over and spend some a few minutes talking to those people. I just, I'll never forget that. I always thought that was such a, a huge thing that he could have that sort of empathy for somebody that close to game time and everything else and be able to separate from the player to encourage whoever that individual was. Just great stuff. No, I mean, l- l- listen, listen. When James Conner comes back to Heinz Field, I would hope that everybody will give that young man, you know. Even Akrasher. Praise and respect. <laughs> uh, sorry. God dog it. I didn't get see. Yes, Wolf, I'm turning into you already. Uh, it's, it's fast tracking right now. I've a- I've aged in wolf years. No, um, yes. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Stop it. Yep, there we go. No saxophones. Uh, yes, That's your wrap it up. Sure That's your wrap it up, Oscar Sander. Uh, right yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, get out of there. The five minute window is is eaten up. Um, yeah, I would hope everybody would give him give him a clap and a, and, a, and praise. You know, on the first Amen. rush. Now, yeah. don't do don't do don't do it twelve rushes later. No, no. But at least at the first. I mean, because like you said, James Conner in the city of Pittsburgh. I mean, what he's meant to the Pitt Panthers and as well as his time with the Steelers. Uh, truly, truly a remarkable young man. So yeah, let, let, let's let's be the classy Pittsburgh fans that we are, and not just the fat and sassy fans. Um, <laughs> we will step aside because we got Jerry Dulac on the other side. You're inside the locker room. We'll be back in a minute. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, you hear that music. It's walk-up music. And it's, of course, the great Jerry Dulac coming on to join us here. And, do I'm so happy. And, by the way, you are brought to the public by Archie's on the south side where they have adult beverages that will satisfy your all your cravings along with the best wings and pizza and the best viewing experience on the south side of Pittsburgh if you want to catch some Steeler football. So go there to Archie's on the south side. Indeed. So, do how are you, my good man? Well, fellas, I am fine. Uh, Wolf, as you well know, I will be seeing you shortly yes. for uh, another uh, luncheon that we have to host. But the all is good. And, uh, you know, the weather's going to warm up a little bit for us and for Max on the sideline on Sunday. Get up to the really balmy high of the 53. So, all is good. <laughs> you know, dude, I got it. It's funny. Yesterday, I'm on the show. want to rub that in. That yeah. This is going to be a now, now, wait a minute. <laughs> before, before I hand it off to Max. Okay. Yesterday, I'm on the show with my brother, Ronnie, down in Phoenix. Max right. is in studio right. down there, right? I'm on with him. Max gets walk-up music i get none now i'm sitting there going you got walk-up music i don't got no walk-up music come on I, you know uh, what we're we gonna do you know what i mean it's just i got no walk-up music well wolf i don't blame you for being humidified what i want to know <laughs> is what was the walk-up music for max max oh i i, I 
my own custom intro. I mean, it's pretty good. It's kind of like yours, lie. Jerry. Yours is custom made, basically. Yeah, I, yeah. right. I, or otherwise, I was going to go have Quincy Jones kind of, uh, you know, maybe <laughs> produce some walk-up music for me. I didn't know it was custom made. <laughs> well, Jerry, I, I mean, oh, go ahead, Matt. Mine's, mine's a little more hardcore. Mine's a little more hardcore than, uh, <laughs> than that. So, yeah, but no, it's still good. It's still good. No question about it. Jerry, tell me what, what's going on. What have you have, have you heard to any of the coordinators talk thus far? No, they, that will be uh, after we are done, fellas. You know, Eddie Faulkner uh, was, speaks to the media. Um, just a little curious why they don't want to put let us talk to Mike Sullivan, who, huh. uh, you know, let's face it, fellas, he's the one who calls the plays. And uh, you can assign whatever kind of title you want, but the man who is making it happen is uh, Mike Sullivan, and that's to take nothing away from what Eddie Faulkner's job is uh, during the week. Um, but uh, no, we I, we will do that uh, after and, and talk with um, Eddie Faulkner and uh, Terrell Austin. So so in that regard, Wolf, I got nothing new for you. Oh, to tell that's you okay. What, what the what the coordinators have to say, but as you know, I always have plenty of good information Absolutely. and responses to you to your questions. There's no question about it. I'm, Max and I were simpatico on that last. <laughs> transgression there that we came across okay so i and by the way i love the word humidified i you know i'm gonna have to i, I thought you would i thought you would yeah. well i i said that for your benefit oh and you are beautiful as always jerry i appreciate that jerry you take a look at where they've gone now where they're at you got the uh the cardinals coming in this is this in your mind one of those games that uh-oh this could be bad you know, I mean, the Cardinals aren't playing well, but the Steelers are coming off a big win, a big, like, uh, a rather emotional one, too, in the sense of when you're, you know, changing coordinators and everything, and there's a lot under the gun, then all of a sudden things happen. You know, it's kind of like, whoo, everyone's like, yeah, now we're righted. But are they righted? Yeah, yeah, you know, Wolf, and, and you know, as part of that, um, I think the same holds for the offense in general. Uh, just because you got 421 yards, uh, don't think, okay, this is the start of it. We're just going to go from here. You don't want to get, okay, let's expand this. Let's see, you know, Kenny Pickett, I mean, let, let's face it, fellas, that's as accurate as his deep throwing was uh, all year. And now it's, you don't want to think, okay, let's just keep mad bombing it down the field and see what we can get away with. You know, Kenny Pickett hasn't thrown an interception in the last seven games. I think it's like 207 attempts. Um, you know, that's pretty, that's pretty darn impressive. Of course, we know that's the way they want him to play. So the mix of what we saw last week with attacking down the field, two down the middle to Pat Frymer's, two to the sidelines to uh, Deontay Johnson and uh, George Pickens, and then you're not throwing picks and you're rushing for 174 yards. Are you kidding me? Mm. You can't dial it up any better than that. So the next, the, the next step, though, will be obviously to score points, score touchdowns, especially uh, throwing touchdowns. Look, it doesn't matter if you rush for four touchdowns and don't throw any, but at some point in time, Kenny Pickett has to start throwing touchdowns. So I think, but I think the danger is thinking to your point is that, okay, let's just keep expanding from here. When what you did last week was, uh, you know, pretty, let's face it. That was pretty much textbook. And um, the Steelers are faced with a great possibility here, fellas. Let's face it. You know, they are, they are a game. 
out of uh, behind any of the division leaders, which means they are a game behind. Okay, and I know Baltimore, they're a game and a half, but everybody will catch up to them this weekend because they have the bye. Right. Um, but they are a game out of a home playoff game, and they are a game out of a number one seed. So with facing Arizona and New England, two two win times, uh, t- two two win teams, in two more weeks they are going to be in it could be the exact same position, if not even better, even closer to where they are right now, and having an even better chance. Okay, then you go to Indy. And I know Indy's a six and five team, and I, Indy does not play well at home, but they are a decent team. And then you get to Joe Burrow, less Bengals again. So in four weeks of, at Christmas, they could be in an outstanding shape for a, mm. a home playoff game. And as crazy, crazy as it seems, maybe even the number one seed. No, I'm not getting ahead of myself. I'm just painting the picture of where they are, where they are fully aware of, of, uh, where, they, of where they stand. And uh, I think that's what's ahead of them. And, and you know, they're not going to sit there and, you know, the players and the coaches certainly aren't going to look at it that way. You guys know that better than I. Um, but, but nonetheless, they are in a very good spot right now. And if they just stick to what they've been doing, and I believe they will, then they should be fine these next two games. But we have all, you know, we have seen the opposite occur. But I think um, – you know, I think you guys would agree going back to last year, including this year, the one thing this team has done, they have taken care of the business that they need to take care of when they are playing, uh, you know, let, you know what, what amounts to inferior teams or certainly teams with inferior records. So I give them that. They have taken care of the business they've had to take care of 99% of the time since the start of last year. Hmm. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And that, that, that I think that was awesome to summate that and give us that perspective. Whoa, I think whoa, kind whoa, of, whoa. Hey, Jerry, did what? you catch that? Summate? Uh, whoa. Oh, uh, well, that's that's why I'm on with him. I like to learn a different aspects <laughs> of the English language. He's been killing it this morning, let me tell you. Oh, uh, yeah, oh, he's on God. a roll. Don't stop him now. <laughs> you guys are too gracious and quick to – Make fun, but yo, <laughs> I, I, I digress. No, I, I think that this is something that you know when you're talking about, hey, getting the job done, doing what's necessary. That's what you have to do. And I think what we've seen from the Steelers, no matter how ugly it's been, and we could talk about the numerical values behind that on the on the stat sheet and everything else. But you're right; they have taken care of the business that was necessary, and you know. I also feel like, is that also a perfect time to have that letdown because so much is on the line? Um, and, you know, could they possibly? I don't think so. But that's something we're always going to have to question because, you know, it, it, it's like Ricky Bobby's dad, right? And Talladega Nice. Like, you know, it's like, this feels too much <laughs> like a good thing, right? <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know and, and that's that's my only worry is that, you, that, you know, nobody's reading the press clippings even though, you know, we're, we're going to continue to talk about them, write them, et cetera. But, you know, having two back-to-back games, you remember that Jacksonville, Tennessee turn that we had already this season. That's where, yep. you know, I kind of worry, you know, will the shoe drop against an inspired New England team that for some reason was able to win a game, you know, when everybody was talking bad about him and Mac Jones? Or is it going to be Kyler Murray and, and the struggling Cardinals? Is he going to make a difference there? That's my only concern, Jerry, you know, when, when I think about that. But you're right. 
four and two at home, and you take care of business against the less inferior, you know, the more inferior teams in this league. We we've handled that business, and we got two of them coming up back to back. Yeah, and and you know, Max, uh, you know, you you are doing what Mike Tomlin says that he he doesn't do, and that's live in his fears. Which, but I I get it, and you, and you're right, and I I think the one thing, and I don't think they think this way, but I think maybe you know this is a time when. Uh, you know, Mike Tomlin might drive home this point, but not with these exact words. You've heard me say before, the Steelers are decent enough to beat most teams, but they're not good enough to, to think that, hey, we can lose to any team too. And I think that's where they are. I think obviously they've gotten better. They have a great mix right now, as you guys know, 174 yards rushing per game the last four weeks. The defense playing very well. You get Minka back. I mean that that's a you know that's a good combination uh heading into December. So I think if they are able to maintain that and and understand that hey, look we're not un, unbeatable that um you know and and take the approach that they've have been which is they know they they're comfortable in close games and winning close games not that you want to see that um then you know Again, it's easy for me to say, but I think if that if that perspective is taken and understood, then um, you know hopefully they should be fine. Jerry, one of the things that uh, you know has popped up, of course, was the reaction to Deontay getting up and uh, standing, you know, front and center and saying, "Hey, you know, uh, I talked to my guys, and I guess now it, can we move on?" Is what I'm saying. I mean, I'm, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, Deontay has taken. Uh, account and, and and everything else for his actions on Sunday or inactions, whatever you want to call it. But the fact is, at least he stood up. He's talked to his teammates, and I think hopefully, number one is we don't hear anything come out of the locker room because I just believe it was handled the right way. The, the, his teammates took care of it, and you talk to your teammate, you hold him accountable, accountable. But at the same time, you lift him up, you extend grace, and you bring him into the fold. You need him. You want him to be part of it. And that's part of keeping you accountable is guys being able to have a little bit of grace, you know, and, and say, hey, that's okay, let's move on. Do you think it's time to move on now? We're all good with that? Or they're well, all good let, with let's, that? Yeah, let, let's hope that everyone moves on. More importantly, let's hope Deontay Johnson behaves well enough to move on. Now, you guys obviously as teammates would have, um, you know, the proper perspective, certainly a different perspective. But here's my only concern. This has been repeated with Deontay Johnson. It ha he had that um, uh, halftime dust-up with Mitch Trubisky last year in week four that cost Mitch Trubisky his starting job. He had it. He acknowledged the altercation. He acknowledged that one. He acknowledged the uh, incident with uh, um, Minka Fitzpatrick after the Cleveland game. Now, you have to uh, believe that if there was some that whatever that incident was, it had to do with Deontay Johnson's behavior and Minka Fitzpatrick either calling him on it or not tolerating it. And then, of course, you have the incident on the field with not going after the ball and reacting the way he did, basically turning his back, well, literally turning his back on it. And as a teammate, I don't know, um, uh, you know, when you see that, uh, you know, what you think of it, especially when there's been past incidents. And so mm. do I think this is Antonio Brown behavior? No, because he's in a class all by himself. <laughs> but it's been repeated with Deontay, and that, that would be, that would be uh, my concern if I am somebody either in charge of the team 
or the players or whatever the case, because it wasn't just one simple incident. It's now been three that at least uh, we are all aware of. Yeah, no, it, it's been something, but I mean, you know, like you said, we, we, we've dealt with these and I, I hope that this does not become that type of distraction. Hopefully, you know, we could take his words for what they were in the moment and say, you know what? Okay. He, he's, he's going to, he's going to do better this time because he is a guy that when we're talking about making this push, uh, you need a Deontay Johnson, his leadership, no question. You, you know, his something that's there and his pass catching ability, his technicality and his route running. So hopefully this will be something that can kind of put everybody together instead of dividing us, hopefully. So I'm hoping that it's not the case, but you're right. This is something that, you know, we have to pay attention to and make sure that we're on top of, Jerry. Um, you know, looking ahead, you know, as we watch kind of where this offense can go, I mean, where do you think we are as far as, I mean, running the football, we've been one of the best in the league the last last month. I mean, I don't think anybody's really done it better than us. How, how do you see this continuing? And I guess, you know, what's probably one of the questions that you're looking to get answered from Eddie Faulkner and Mike Sullivan as far as about that type of the, the run game that we've established? Yeah, I mean, I think they pretty much, you know, when you see it one or two games, you keep your fingers crossed. Uh, Max, when you see it for four games, as I mentioned, 174 yards average. It's their highest four-game total since the last four games of the 2006 season. I mean, obviously, it's been very productive. And I think the good part about it is it's been both backs. Uh, you know, both Jalen Warren and, 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 you know, Najee Harris last week ran with a purpose. Two more 20-yard runs. You know, I, I, I asked you about this I, uh, on the pregame show. You know, that's, that's seven runs now. Last week when I asked you, you only had five. That's seven runs of t- at least 20 yards for Najee Harris. That's tied for most in the league. Mm. He's not that type of, of back. But he has become that type of back. I'm not going to sit here and call him Tony Dorsett or Barry Sanders, but those breakaway, those longer runs, that's Derrick Henry stuff. And, fellas, the train is going by, so I don't know how, how much you can hear that. But um, I think, I think that's, that is what's been impressive about Najee Harris. And when he starts the game hitting that hole and determined, um, and, and, you know, then that's a big plus for them. And then, of course, we know what Jalen Warren has done. And so I think that combination, I, you know, I think it's proven that that's going, to be, um, that's going to be their method heading into the final month. But it has to be supplemented at some point with some, with some touchdown throws. But, hey, Kenny Pickett last week, 278 yards, the second highest total of his young career, uh, no picks. They'll take, they'll take that every week, too, even if he doesn't throw a touchdown. But at some point in time, they need to generate. You know, he has only 13 over two years. Um, you know, Marcus Mariota has more than that, and he hasn't taken a snap this season <laughs> over the last two years. Um, so you'd like to get some more production that way, but they'll take the lack of interceptions right now over the lack of touchdowns so long as that running game is working. Well, i got to tell you what's working. It's you, Jerry, because not even the train could drown you out, my friend. I want well, to say we'll thank, thank you. you. Yes, and I don't know. I don't know if you just heard that horn go, but that means the walkthrough is over and the coordinators are beginning, boys. What a perfect time to end it! Thank you, Jerry, as always, for all the great stuff you bring each and every week. 
Well, fellas, um, uh, thank you. And as always, I will look forward to seeing you Sunday at the ball yard and hopefully Wolf with your brother Ronnie. Absolutely. You will. That I can promise. All right. Thank you so much, Doe. All right. That's Jerry Dulek. We're going to be right back after. Remember, that's Archie's on the south side. Down there, you get the best in the wings and the pizza and everything else. Go to Archie's. Be there for kickoff if you're not in the stadium, by the way. We'll be back with more as we go to the Bell Lap because Max is up to bring it home. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Bell lap time here inside the locker room. That's right, we're back to normal. Uh, I do love the Apollo Creed one. But ding, ding. Like that was great. That's right. Ding, ding. There we go. I uh, want to drop something on you, Wolf. You know, okay. everybody's talking about, oh, how the Steelers are bad at this, they're bad at that, they're not good. Well, did you know? <laughs> I love when it starts with did you Pits- know. Pit- Pittsburgh is compared with the San Francisco 49ers uh, in one category. Hmm. And we're tops. That's right. Best. Pinnacle. Sitting there at the summit. We have the best turnover differential in the NFL. Tied with San Francisco. Minus 11. Oh. Or, sorry, plus 11. Plus yeah, 11. Oh, wait, sorry. Yeah, I, it's minus 11 for the other teams that we right. play, but plus for us. Well, uh, Especially, how cool is that? Think about that. It's it's uh, what Cardinals got minus one, so you're almost right yeah. on right there. Yeah, exactly. They're minus one, and we'll continue to build on that this week because that's just what we do. Um, but yeah, 20, 20, 20 takeaways on the season compared to the Cardinals fourteen, um, tied for league low nine giveaways. So we've only turned the ball over nine times mm. uh, this season. Arizona's turned it over 15 times. Only three teams have lost fewer fumbles than Pittsburgh. The Steelers are turning the ball over a league low 6.4% of their offensive drives. Wow. I didn't know that. I would have known that later on tonight. Yeah, Yeah, of course you would have, but now you know a little bit sooner in the day, and you can postulate during one of your naps um, about that. (laughs) So we'll be good. I'll think about that while I'm munching on Ruth's Chris as I go to – Entertain some of the troops after this. You jerk. Since rubbing you're not there, Max, come in. on. Rubbing it. In. I am. I am. I am. You know what? Yeah, I, 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 I hope your pinky finger gets slightly burned from the scorching plate. <laughs> you know what, Max? I got a little. I got. A, I got a little payback for him for you before we get out of here. Okay? He's a hater. <laughs> Tuesday on Tuesday, you know, Wolf and I. Wolf has to stay an extra ten minutes, you know, to do the the Mike oh, Tomlin heavens. press conference with me, right? Well, yeah. Wolf leaves after the press conference, and I have to, I, I do a little podcast recap thing for the Steelers for for Mike Tom the weekend review, right? And so that takes me yeah. a, an extra, you know, I stay here a little bit longer just to cut up some some key Mike Tomlin quotes from the press conference. Wolf leaves. I'm here for like 15 minutes extra, getting the clips that I need so I can go home and put it all together. And yeah. right as I'm getting ready to leave. Taco Bell walks in with bags and bags and bags of burritos and tacos and nacho chips. So if it makes you feel better, Max, uh, Wolf missed free Taco Bell on Tuesday by about 10 minutes. Exactly. And and he couldn't have any of those keto burritos um, that he (laughs) he 
So much love. Did they come complete with gas masks? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Could you imagine if that shows up at the beginning of a show? Oh, uh, I would, no. li- I would oh, lie to him goodness. and tell him that it was not for us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, actually, you know, it's actually, you know, I hate to tell you this. It was going, they went to the wrong building. I mean, I know it's sitting in our in our break room, but it's for, it's for somebody else across the street. Yeah, we're not allowed to touch uh, it. They're coming back to re-deliver it. Can't touch it. Why is there cheese on your lips there, Wesley? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Is that fire sauce in your pocket? <laughs> yeah. Just happy to see you. No. Um. Anyways, we're going. We're going. We're going it, before this blows it. up. I'm cutting yeah, like the fire sauce and like an offensive line room. Anyways, um, it has been fun today. <laughs> Always. <laughs> oh my gosh. He's Craig Wolfley. I'm Max Starks. Wesley Euler uh, on the ones and twos, producer extraordinaire. And then of course we got CJ, CJ fielding, shielding, and blocking all of all of the squirrels, but nobody's hundred percent. So we appreciate you, CJ, Junior Ninja in training. And then of course, Sensei Brian La Martina. Keeping us all wrangled in together and on task. We appreciate you guys. We'll be back tomorrow. Remember, go make it a great day. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.